I mean, just to kind of put this stuff in perspective, whether it's Sucasa, whether it's these billboards, any one of these, we're probably spending more on any one of these pieces of advertising than we're taking home in a month. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country, and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. How would you feel if someone called you a failure? Well, as we get going today, uh, we're picking up with Ty. He was out here in Albuquerque visiting. We, you know, he was seeing what we were doing and kind of was attracted to our action. But Ty went home, and we're still out there in the desert, getting running in our business. Brian, it was a May June time frame. Yeah, we um, were grinding away. It, it was. It was starting to. It was right. It was starting to work. We were seeing activity. The we're, activity we're, was. We're doing up. probably ten to fifteen jobs a month. And we're selling, we're installing, we're answering the, well, we, we now had Priscilla answer. We're not answering the phone anymore. Um, we've got Eli helping us, but I think we got to the point where now we had two crews going. So we started to put more money back in the business. We're hiring guys for the summer work. We're hiring guys who could be permanent crews. We're kind of building this team that is becoming this artificial grass company. We've moved in a matter of months from two guys to a team of, um, we've probably had at least eight or nine people, right? I think at one point you used the term modestly controlled mayhem to describe what was going on. I mean, there was a lot of activity. There was money cash flow, right? We were starting to see money coming in, but it's going out just as fast as it's coming in. And this is the time when we started to really kind of test out advertising. Like we knew we needed to invest in marketing and advertising, getting the word out there, but we had no idea how or what, right? We had tried this toys for big boys event that didn't go very well. Uh, we had tried the home show in uh, Tucson and went Albuquerque. Really well. Those went really well. The The museum, not so, not well. so well, but, but we kept swinging. That's right. right. Uh, and it, we didn't, um, we didn't try to pick the winner, so to speak. It was, well, let's keep going. So uh, let's talk about some of those things we did, uh, in addition to the ones you just mentioned. And and I think there are, there's there's a whole bunch we can talk about, but I think there are three big ones that really kind of jump out at us as, I think, pretty major investments, tough decisions to make, and, and varying results. One of those, uh, I think we may have mentioned previously, but if we did, you guys will have to listen to it again. It was... Um, we got lured into this pretty glossy magazine type advertising. It was Sukasa Magazine, great magazine, beautiful magazine. It was uh, covered the Southwest, so it was a multi-state publication that had a big reach. It seemed like a great fit. It was geared toward high-end homes. It was Ab- geared toward absolutely. Southwestern living. It just seemed natural for what we were selling. Yeah, so it. it Required a pretty big it investment. Was, it was we, a huge investment. We bought us, a quarter yeah. page ad. I think it was multiple iterations, and we we spent a lot of money. I don't even remember, Brian. It might have been three thousand dollars every publication it ran in. I think it there were it ran a couple times yeah, a year, I think it was yeah, a quarterly, quarterly or something, quarterly thing. So 
for us at that time, that was a big investment of money. So we had um, another one, which was kind of the exact opposite of that. It was called New Mexico Marketplace. Yep. Again, I don't know if it's still a publication or not. If it isn't, kudos, guys. You're outstanding. It used um, to be the Central Shopper. It when was we the first Central started. Shopper originally. You're right. <clears throat> I was going to ask you if you remembered what the name was. Yeah. If you try, if you're picturing this, that instead of being like a glossy uh, drugstore shelf magazine, this is the the paper flyer that comes in the mail, the you know coupon clipper type thing. Yeah, that's got a little bit more than a coupon clipper. It, it, and I don't know if it did, but the kind you would think would have staples in the middle. That yes. Held it together. So if you opened up to the center pages, you see the staples there. And it's yeah. newspaper type Newspaper material, print. Yep. Mostly black and white. Occasionally you'd get a little bit of color here and there. Um, but it was something that I think somebody told us about it. And we got to know the guy that, that was running it, Bill. Uh, he came in and met with us and developed a good relationship. And so we were swinging really at two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. The, the high-end, glossy photo quality magazine and this low end, almost more newspaper quality periodical that's given out free. Yep. And the Sukasa magazine, people had to purchase this thing. You're getting free at the stand at the grocery store or, and and it might've also been mailed out and what have you. So two completely different uh, approaches and, and our, I don't know, our thinking if you were asking me at the time, which was the right one? I would have been on Sukasa. I would Sukasa. have said Sukasa. I would have put Big all time. my money on Sukasa. But we didn't know, and we didn't know what we didn't know. And I think you talked about that in a previous podcast as well. So we're, we're chasing down both of these roads. And then we kind of had this crazy idea. Yeah, the idea. Actually, I think it came from, it might have even been the same thing that started on the Toys for Big Boys. It might have been um, the the radio ad, or somehow we got connected with the idea of billboards. And we had this idea in Albuquerque, there's two major highways. There's actually one major highway intersection they actually call the Big I, which is kind of funny. But you've got I-40 going east-west and I-25 going north-south. And right around that intersection, we decided to put up a billboard. And uh, it was a giant billboard. Yeah, we didn't like put up the billboard. <laughs> There's this giant <laughs> billboard already yeah, there. The billboard we was already erected. Yes, space on. <clears throat> I could see us out there trying to construct a billboard. But and somehow we, I think Astrolon must have had some collateral out there. But we took this picture that was just um, a, a mom's feet and baby's feet. All you can see is the the turf and then these. Two sets of feet. Yeah, it and goes we up just about halfway yep, up the leg. You can just see up to their the, calves. The lower leg. And we put the the tagline on there grass so real you won't we'll believe, believe your, your toes. toes. And then Astralon Southwest in our phone number. Yep. And it didn't say we're artificial grass. It didn't say anything. It was just this picture of grass and the comfort even for a baby's toes. Yeah, and, and that was also a big spend. That was a there, huge We've talked about this. There's got to be some black market on billboards that we're not aware of. Yeah. Because there are a lot of billboards with a lot of businesses and names and people out there. I know what this thing cost us. It was thousands of dollars a month for yeah, that billboard. Yeah, and so I think we're, um, we're, we're probably on the end where we're paying retail and there's probably some secret society that gets to buy – like half price billboards or something, but we You're were such not a conspiracy theorist. Let's <laughs> go there. We were not part of that society. <laughs> no, it, it, but again, I mean, just to kind of put this stuff in perspective, whether it's Sukasa, whether it's these billboards, any one of these, we're probably spending more on any one of these pieces of advertising than we're taking home in a month. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you remember what 
what we're doing here, Brian, is we don't have a set amount of money we're taking home. We didn't have a right. a paycheck. We didn't have at the end of every month we each get written so much money. We just got to take out of what was left. So anything we spent meant less money for us. Yep. But we spent. We 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 felt like we had to. We wanted to drive this thing forward. And we had one other type of advertising that I think was right around this same time frame. Might have been a little bit off, but it was the postcard pack. And I, I don't know yeah. call them by name, but and again, seemed like the right fit, right? right? Targeted to the right demographics. We could hit certain neighborhoods with certain income values or home values and really tailored. And and if we would have gone into this and just said, hmm, where are we going to spend our money? We probably would have picked just the Sukasa and, and the postcard yep, pack. Sukasa and postcard pack, absolutely. And in the end, those were the two that provided the least return for us. Now, I, I want to comment. That, that doesn't mean those are not good advertising Correct. methods. Uh, just our business, that location, that time, they didn't work for us. Uh, but you're right. If we tried to pick the winner based on the knowledge we had, we would have lost. We, we would have picked the two that didn't work for us, and we would have never tried the two that, that really turned out driving a fair amount of business. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, this is – 18 years ago. So things changed, changed, right? Internet's changed a lot. Even today, I would say there are what we see work in one market where a new Foreverland dealer starts and what works in another market might be different because the, the people are different. The, the venues are different, whatever it, you can learn from other people's experience, but you've still got to be willing to take a risk and to try things without being assured of what those results will be. I think, you know, we said it's okay to swing and miss, right? But you've you've got to step over to the plate and swing. If you're not willing to try something, you're never going to get a hit. Right. So we're not, this isn't a session where we're telling you what is good advertising, what isn't. Um, What we're telling you is, one, if you're a business owner, you need to be willing to advertise. And don't try to be so precise that you miss out on opportunities. Be, Be willing to to miss, like Brian said, be willing to fail. And that's the title of this podcast. A, a lot of people don't like the word failure. They don't say the word failure. They treat it like, you know, we, we put on thing like it's the F word. Um, it's okay to say failure. It's okay to fail. It's just not okay to let that be the end of the story. That's and right. to not just try one thing and it fails and you're done. Be smart, be strategic, you know, use your brains, use other people to figure out what you're going to do, but, but take some risks, step out and, and, and put some opportunities out there. And the ones that fail say, that's okay, learn from it, move on, but you're going to end up finding the things that work and the things that are good. And for us, um, you know, we, we kind of already got there by what we're saying, but Sukasa turned out, I think we got two phone calls. One was from the Astralon corporate office calling and tell us, yeah. hey, I was going through the airport, picked up this magazine, saw your ad. So we were pretty excited about that until you know, we found out that was one of only two calls we got, and the other one didn't turn into anything. Um, New Mexico Marketplace, or Central Shopper, as it was called originally, that I, it, if there was one thing that changed the course of our business in terms of advertising or promotion, that was it. That was a gold nugget that drove more business, more calls, more uh, recognition for us in that market than anything else we could have ever done. And it's probably the one we wouldn't have picked if we'd done it. And then the billboard. And then the billboard. The billboard ended up being great 
and, and, you know, again, we're not trying to give specifics on how to advertise, but for us, um, you know, we're Seinfeld fans. There's the episode where George Costanza is yep. trying to, to get a date with this, this girl and he's trying to get to the second and third date. Cause the first one may not mean anything, but by the second or third time, every time she turns around, she's seeing George Costanza. So that was the by men and Costanza. There you go. He remembers. But for us, it was, we wanted people to see, well, not for everyone then it was Ashland back then, but they wanted, we see us everywhere. So maybe they, you know, pick up this central shopper and they see our, our ad there and then they're driving down the road and they see the billboard and any one of those things by themselves probably wouldn't have been nearly as effective. The billboard on its own, I mean, you might've gotten a few people that picked up the phone and called, but more than anything, that is just an impression in somebody's mind. And I think multiple impressions are important, but multiple impressions from different avenues are very important when you're looking at the marketing spend. And so, I mean, again, the, the idea is being willing to try things that you may not know the results on. And I, I think business is a risk. And the only way you can really avoid risk or avoid failure is not doing anything. And the only thing you're guaranteeing there is you might not be having failure, but you're certainly not going to have success. You've got to be willing to go out and and swing and miss and try things. And if you haven't failed yet, you really haven't started because any business owner is going to go through a series of setbacks. And and I again, you know, I've I've heard the saying, you know, that the only way to fail is to not try or to never start or something. And I get the point of that, but I think it minimizes failure. I think it's okay to say, hey, we tried this and it failed. We've failed over and over again. I don't think failure is bad. It's the avoidance of failure that prevents you from moving yeah, forward. Yeah, and, and we, I may have said this before, I can't remember, but fail forward, right? Yeah. Fail, but when you fail, you fall. Fall forward, learn from it, get back up, do it again. And I, I'm going to reference something here just because it's something I watched this morning and it's on my mind. Um, I, I watched an interview with... Um, who did I just Scott say? Hamilton? Scott Hamilton. I forgot his name already. He was the, the Olympic gold medalist, the Olympic skater. And he was talking, you know, being asked questions about um, what it's like to be an Olympian and how hard do you have to work and whatever. And kind of really hit me where he talked about people don't understand that becoming that Olympian, doing those things was, was really, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was really just a collection of failures all put together. He said he calculated over his career on the ice, he probably fell 41,600 times when he's skating, when he's learning, learning to do the jumps, doing whatever. Failure. Every time you fall in skating, that's a failure. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. The ice is hard, but you get back up and you do it again and you do it again. And, you know, whether it's sports, whether it's business, whether it's life at home, whether it, you know, think, think about our kids, think about how many times Brian in life we've done things maybe for our family or with our family that didn't turn out maybe quite the way we wanted. And it's like, man, that totally blew that one. Do it again. Don't give up, get back up, move forward, keep pushing forward. You know, whether it's building project you're doing on your home, I don't know. I, I just, guys, there is this Fear I see and this fear I fail. And you can help me with this one, Brian. We were talking with Michael Ross. He told us the the thing people are most afraid of is looking is fear of looking foolish. Yep. And the thing people most admire, want to have is uh, like recognition or the acknowledgement yep. that 
that you're doing okay. So the the opposite ends of the same thing either drive us forward or, or hold us back. And man, we feel like if we fail, we're going to look foolish. And a lot of people like to sit back and laugh at the person that fails and point fingers and point out the things you've done wrong. Goodness, we have story after story of people that laughed at us. We've already talked about the bankers. We talked about the the Toys for Big Boys show and some of those of people laughing. Those were failures. And if we let that fear and, and that sentiment control us, we would have never found ourselves that summer in Albuquerque putting in 10, 15 jobs a month, month after month. Yeah. And, you know, again, I, how do, for those of you in the audience, how do you take this and apply this to life? I, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward, but we live in such a society that is headline driven, that is social media driven, that is snippets and highlight reels. And, you know, you were talking about, we like to laugh at people's failures. I mean, I, I don't know whether it's social media or TikTok or where, but they have those epic fails and you see people wiping out on the, the bikes and the doing tricks. And it, I mean, it's people laugh at failure and that's okay. I think sometimes we need to be willing to laugh at our own failure and we're, we're quick to laugh at other people's failure but we personalize and take it um, like a, a personal insult if we look foolish ourselves. And I think, you know, one of the things that we learned early on that I would want, you know, I want to instill in my kids and I want other people to, to pick up is this willingness to laugh at your own failures. Because it, you're either going to sit in this pain of trying to hide it. Um, I mean, my goodness, this whole podcast is a our string of our failures. of our failures. The book. Is I a, will tell you, it's easier to laugh. After the After, fact. After, when you yeah. look back, then in the moment. But we've done a lot of laughing in the moment, too. Yeah. But embrace the failure. Don't sit in it, but learn from it. Be willing to go through it and, and have fun with it while you're doing it. So the opening question was, how do you feel if someone called you a failure? I'd feel like I think I you should feel progress. like a success. Yeah. You should feel like you're making progress. Right? Because if you're not failing, that means you're, you're not, not doing, doing anything. anything. So hopefully um, that meant something to someone out there and you enjoyed it. And if you, if you didn't like it, you know, I, I would encourage you guys to, to sign up for our newsletter or follow the show. Um, you know, if you're anything like us, there's a lot of stuff going on and it's easy to forget when the podcast is coming out. Ours comes out every Monday, by the way. <laughs> but if you sign up for the podcast newsletter, um, there's a link in the show notes. You can click on that, but you will get a reminder or get a summary of the previous podcast. And it's a great way to share the podcast with others too. If you want to uh, share that. And then you can also subscribe to the show so it comes in and downloads automatically for you. So we appreciate the feedback. It's been neat seeing some of the feedback coming in from people that are listening to the show. Thank you for that. Uh, we would uh, love to, to see more of that as well. Yep. Share it. Tell others and guys uh, go out there and become people of impact. This is the Fred Carmi reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.